That that was a nasty noise. Yeah, I can pretty much crack my ankles at any. I think you cracked your soul. Yeah, I think. Well, to be fair, that was a simultaneous ankle and knee crack. Oh my god! So Mrs. Lewis just put press record on the laptop, which we professionally have in the corner of the room. Yeah. On the floor, we need to sort that out. Yeah. We need to make a cool way of being able to have it in shot. Could we ever have it so we got it like over there in front of it? It's like almost it's below the no, camera. Then we'd have all the wires going out. We'd have to like get some extra long ones to go across. <laughs> Whatever way around, and then in. Yeah, you're getting too tired. Or we'll roll your carpet up and just run the cables. Let's just dig the car. house up in the aid of a podcast room. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, though, that crack. You didn't hear it because we, unfortunately we weren't pressing record because Miss Lewis was going to press record <laughs> as his entire body chiropractic itself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sound like a bowl of rice krispies. Most it's of probably the time. because it's a Wednesday and not a Friday when we record. My body's early fighting. Your body's fighting it. Yeah, it, does, it just doesn't want to be here right now. And so yeah, we're having to record this early because. Um, Mr. Lewis is off for a sex change yeah. operation to become a real boy. Yep. Yeah, he's sick of bees. At the moment, you're just basically like a action man down there. Yeah. Just smooth. Yeah. Just but nothing. Smooth. Yeah. You, you're the official spokesperson for gender neutral. Yeah. I am literally completely <laughs> neutral. No anus or anything. Literally <laughs> poo through my mouth right now. Oh, how far in a couple of minutes? And we already got poo in there. There we go. We can tell it's well, only Wednesday. <laughs> when I turned up at Lex's house, I was like, all right, Lex, I need a poo. <laughs> I'd like to point out that that was maybe the fourth sentence. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. was really bloated, and, but like he's, but he's that, understanding. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's bloated. Some people, isn't it? I don't understand why people get so funny about like you know we all have to do these things, and like fair enough, yeah, they're private, but also like well, we shouldn't be ashamed because we need to go for a poo. Did sometimes. you play rugby as a kid? A little bit, but yeah. if you've ever been on a rugby team, no level of bodily function is. Out of bounds. Yeah. So by the time you've been on a rugby team thread, nothing in this world will shock you. Yeah. yeah. Two girls, one cup. Walk in the park. Yeah. <laughs> I'll watch it every morning with breakfast. <laughs> God, remember that? Like what? when that actually came out, the two girls, one cup thing. I remember I was on a. I hope uh, this is this is a rough conversation to start the podcast. Oh, I mean, just anyway. So <laughs> I saw it on a laptop in the middle of. How long ago was it? Was it uni time? I was at school. I think so, it was in uni. So. No, it can't have been at uni. I was at school, so it's got to be 11, 12 years. Yeah, it's way further back. It's got to be... Well, I left school about 11, 12 years ago. Either way, I was near near something, and I was on a chair with wheels at the time. Yeah. And all I did was kick off the nearest thing and jettison myself across the other side of the room away from the footage. Yeah. <laughs> it was <laughs> horrific. Never never watched it more than half a second that got in my eyeballs, and that was it. I thought, I'm not having that in my brain. Yeah, I I saw, I don't know, I can't remember how long, but at first it starts off normal, and then all of a sudden, yeah, like, it, it, someone poos into a cup. Oh! <laughs> but it's out it's of nowhere. So rough. Lovely. Well, welcome to the podcast, episode 11. Yeah. The Two Girls, One <laughs> Cup edition. <laughs> yeah, last episode, we, we gave our honest review of Justice League. Now it's our honest review now, of, of, of toiletry habits. Brilliant. <laughs> Lovely. We've, we've downgraded ourselves. Well, anyway, we're here. It's a Wednesday. It's midweek. It's actually quite nice because I was having a bit, of a bit of a slow start to the week. I managed to sleep on my arm to the level where it no longer works. I no crippled good. my... I, I crippled... Cross... Cripple across face, the cross face crippler. Yeah. What was what Cripple Ben Marsden? Cripple across face yeah. myself. Yeah, uh, somehow during my sleep, and now can't lift my arm much above shoulder height without it getting in pain. But it's uh, so yeah, I haven't worked out for two days, so I'm pretty, pretty cranky. Pretty cranky. Yeah. Quite cranky. Probably just needs a bit of rest. I've had it before where like you literally just slept slept on something really funny, and it just yeah. like finishes you off. Well, I came downstairs and did my like 
normal thing. I thought, oh, I'll do my monkey hangs on the bar, stretch it out. That'll be right. No, made it worse. Yeah. Definitely made it worse. Have you tried like a real wide or as wide grip hang as you can? Just so there's less like pressure in your shoulder joint? What, hanging still? Yeah, but like as Dangling. wide. Yeah, but as wide as you can get on your pull yeah, grips. I always get a lot of rear delt ache when I do that. Oh, thing. really? Yeah, real engagement. No, maybe I'll try it. I'll try it after this. We'll yeah, I, I remember I went through a phase of doing a lot of pull-ups and weighted pull-ups, like pretty much every session, very close, like pretty much shoulder width apart, so like arms directly up. Yeah. And after a while, I started to get a lot of pain in my shoulder joint just because... It does hit the front shoulder more, doesn't it, when you bend yeah, closer? I, I think it was just the amount of compression from being in a dead hang. There's a lot of, like, yeah. everything's crunched up You ever notice when you pull up, though, with an arrow arm, you go up more at an angle as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, you so come you out and then go around. shoulders way more, yeah. Yeah, so then I, I, I carried on the same program, but I just literally switched everything to wider grip, which was harder for me anyway, so yeah. I, everything kind of weights-wise backed off a little bit, yeah. and then shoulder felt great after a bit. Yeah, no, it'll be back, I reckon, in a, in a day or two. It'll yeah. be all right. It'll be all right. Just in time for the sunshine and a bit of motorbiking. A bit, yeah. bit of motorbiking. Yeah. But yeah, um, we were having a discussion before. I think it's quite a good one to start with because we're coming to come... We're going to be a bit of a I look at you, you look at me. We have a good little time. Um, <laughs> we are coming out of lockdown. And that means roads are going to start getting full of people slash idiots again. Yeah. And we were having a little discussion about road rage. Yeah. On the coin. And I was saying, oh, that's a good topic, actually, because I used to have really bad road rage. And I mean, like, pull over on the motorway, get out my car, road rage. Yeah. Like, it didn't matter how many people were in the car. If once I got, once that button was pressed, mm. oh, it was just on. It was on. Yeah. But I, I didn't hear your story because we thought we'd save it for the podcast. So I and everybody want to hear your latest road rage <laughs> well this literally happened today as i was leaving the gym so i've been all day at the gym i've been painting all the front of it and i was in a bit of a rush because i've got to go i'm working away for another few days yeah um so and you're already heart bit bothered yeah you're working all day i was in a rush i need to get back i still hadn't packed all my stuff together to get to get off to work on night, and i needed to get the podcast done and i was like i've got you know i've got about three hours of driving to do and uh, yeah, so started heading back and I was going around the ring road, around Starbridge, and there's a, a little slip road. You turn left to come off the ring road, which I was doing, and there was a, a van in front of me. And it just got, it just was about to get to the slip road and it slowed down like a lot. Like obviously you slow down yeah, because lost. we slow down a lot. And basically there's turning onto a church, yeah. but no one, I've never seen anyone go down onto it. So he slowed down so much because it was in between two buildings. So he needed to literally like pretty much come to a crawl. So then I slowed right down. And as you do when you put your brakes on kind of unexpectedly, you'll check your wing mirrors. Yeah. Which I saw um, like a, I think it was a, an Audi A5 that was like bombing it down. Definitely not doing 30 mile an hour. <laughs> then like anchored his brakes on. Then cut back into the middle lane. He did. Yeah. The yeah. Audi so cut back into the middle lane. Yeah. But he hadn't gone around, because he'd slowed down quite a bit at this point. So he'd gone into the middle lane. By this point, the van had cleared out my way, so I carried on going down the slip road. And then the Audi cut across me. Ooh. But the slip road's only I 10 metres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so he literally was like already half in front of me, and they just cut, cut Basically in. like overtaking you on a corner. Yeah, re- yeah, it was really, really bad. Um, I was on the horn, fuming already. Yeah. Um, he put his foot down and just ragged it off. Uh, carried on around up the road a little bit and there's another island and then there was traffic there so I pulled up behind him honked on the horn again called him a wanker as you do <laughs> and uh, I could see him doing something in the mirror but his windows were tinted so I couldn't see what he was doing and I could, I could see movement I didn't know what was going on and um, yeah I fucking 
uh, honk the horn. I'm, I'm not. I'm not condoning any of this. I was in a. In no, no. A... You get in the state. Like, you get <coughs> almost this tunnel vision of they yeah. need to know what they did wrong. Do you yeah. know what stops it? What? Just putting a hand up and saying sorry. Yeah. That is all you ever need to do. You could have done the worst thing to me, but if you acknowledge it and just say. Look, my fault or my bad yeah my anger dissipates and he's gone almost immediately it's when people refuse to apologize or yeah. even acknowledge they did something wrong well well let me get to it so <laughs> i saw him kicking off and i fucking i think i can't remember what actually triggered it but i honked my horn and then i, I remember seeing him because i pulled up my car more to the side so i could see in his wing mirror i could see what he was doing oh, okay and Hang I, on, did you do that I, deliberately so yeah yeah i did okay and uh I, did, I stuck my finger up at him, oh, out the window. That's getting big. And uh, then I saw him reach over as if he was going for his seatbelt. So automatically did pop my seatbelt, jumped out straight away. I was fucking ready <laughs> to go. Yeah, I was I was in that state. I was ready yeah, to go. raging. And um, I don't know whether he either got out and then decided it wasn't a good idea <laughs> or he genuinely got out and he was like, I'm really sorry, mate. It was a genuine mistake. I thought you were pulling in with the van. Yeah. Um, and the, and then instantly I just like can't. Well, I think the first thing I said was, well, "What the fuck?" And then he started talking, and then like calmed me down. And I was, and then I apologised. I was like, "Sorry, mate. I thought you were mugging me off." And I was just like, "Oh, I so he actually got out and apologised." Yeah, he yeah. get out to fight. Yeah, ah. and then like I turned around, like I was still like, oh. but and, you got uh, your apology. And at this point, literally, the, there was cars backed up because we just stopped in the middle of the road, <laughs> and the woman in the car behind me just had the biggest smile on her face because she'd obviously like just witnessed the whole thing, and I was like, "Sorry, hey, yeah. have a lovely day." Yeah, but he was still it's a dick. Bad. But he, he said. My bad. It was a genuine mistake. I thought you were pulling pulling in with the with the van. Yeah. I don't know why you would think that. Well, either way, just a moment of madness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he was the thing is, he was gunning it. He, he anchored his brakes and was. Cook- yeah. I'm sure in his mind he was like, oh, "I'll just whip around yeah, either way." Yeah, but yeah, anyway, yeah, didn't end up in a in a tussle, which is always a good thing. I know, but I was. I was fucking yeah. ready at the time. I was I was seeing red. Yeah, yeah. If you do though, you get so because you build it up and you build it up and you get angry and you're basically arguing with yourself. Mm. And build. It's like you know when you you think of something, and then you start to think of all the stuff that could go wrong or possibly go wrong, and you start to worry yourself yeah. endlessly about stuff that's not even happened. Mm. And it's the same with the road. I was the same as you, so I would I would chase people down. I'd be like, you need to know what you did. You know, yeah, like, yeah. that was dangerous. When you chase someone down because they forgot to indicate or anything. Yeah. I'm talking about that kind of thing yeah. where you like that could have caused an accident, kind of. Thing. Yeah, yeah. And um, I started realizing that there are too many idiots on the road for me to be this way and yeah. the only person I'm actually affecting is me mm-hmm. because I'm in this constant anticipated rage I was like I'm like the Hulk yeah I'm just permanently angry when I'm in the car and it's the only way I can maintain yeah is to just stay here constantly so now I was like right, this isn't healthy it's not healthy because then you start driving badly yourself as well because yeah. you you used to then start driving badly to catch people who are yeah driving being badly. an aggressive driver and you become part of the problem yeah so here's one of my tricks right I started giving idiot drivers accents and voices yeah, yeah. In front of me. So if they were like doing stuff stupid, they'd just become this daft little character that I create. Yeah. So say I've got somebody in front of me who's breaking for no reason uh, and not indicating. I'd be like, oh, look at me. Oh, oh I don't know. Oh, oh, that was the break. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, look at that. Oh, it makes a red light noise. Oh, press it again. Sound like Mrs. Oh, press it again for no reason. Oh, this is great fun. And I just do it like this. And every time I do something, oh, I'm going to indicate left to go right. Yes, that's what I've done. Oh, look at me. Yeah. I'm a surprise from every corner. <laughs> 
and I do this and I end up making myself make the whole thing a comedy situation and then I don't get mad because I'm entertaining myself yeah and that really honestly works but it does mean that I look like a nutcase sometimes yeah. just chatting along laughing to myself in the car but it's better than me pulling over and offering out somebody put them up gloves that are ready you yeah. are going to get a whooping my friend yeah yeah I always feel like sometimes I think road rage infuriates me or the people being either aggressive on the other end because you have that sometimes whilst people can be very brave in their car can't they like yeah you know with people sticking their finger up at you or giving you some grief and i've got like when i was younger was always okay to have a fight if that was a situation yeah. like that was kind of how i was i don't know my situation at the time so it really frustrated me when people were like so brave behind the car window yeah and then but knowing that like they'd never they'd never get out the car they never actually you know, back anything you know up and i'm just like road ways, and, bollocks. road ways and cars are now they're the real life equivalent of twitter yeah yeah Isn't they it? are yeah it is and it is it, realistically it is madness but um i think because like, people just don't act the way they would act in real life like if you're oh, walking no. you wouldn't you wouldn't yeah. someone wouldn't just like violently There's, cut in front of me. I had one time, this is quite a funny one, so I used to have to commute, when I lived in Manchester, I used to have to commute to Hale, which is like a 20-25 minute commute, but through traffic. It's mm. probably a 10 minute drive away, but it's tripled in, because of the traffic. Yeah. So everybody's trying to beat a traffic light to get the work three minutes earlier to get the car parking space. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's every, every moment matters. And um, I remember coming back one time, I was switching lanes because I knew which lane I needed to be in. Uh, coming up to the next new lights, you know, because I knew which ones went through and which didn't. And so I swept around this guy because he was getting he was too slow to get over. Yeah. So I got over and then, under, un, well, didn't undertake him because it's all moving in one flow, but obviously then got past him. He, yeah. this, for some reason, made him really angry and yeah. thought I was driving dangerously. Yeah. It wasn't at all. There was plenty of space. I just took the space he was taking too long to take. Yeah. And uh, it came to red lights up ahead and then he got out of his car, mm. right, Bearing in mind, I wasn't even mad at this, but I'd done no no anger on my side. He gets out of his car. He's about 50-odd years old. Yeah. He's, he's like, frail. Yeah. I stepped out of the car because he got out, and I thought, well, I'm getting out. Yeah. Because like, well, just to amuse myself at this point, yeah. I was like, what's he going to say? Yeah. Is this, is this old man going to fight me? Yeah. Oh, let's, oh, have a, let's see what he does. Yeah. Maybe he's maybe he's be a tail. So I got out of the car, and he went, you're a bloody idiot! And started going on about something or other. And I just remember, I came out with, I'm quite proud of this line. <laughs> because it shut him right up straight away. I went, Sir, you might want to get back in your car before I break your other hip. Because <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he was walking with a bit of a lean. And he just went from super angry to like, eh, oh, probably you correct might have there. a point. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I just remember, just that, but I remember thinking, what are you, I think I said that, I said, what are you actually going to do? What's yeah. your end game here? Yeah, getting out. What's your end game? The thing is, though, that is, that's going to be us eventually. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. Us getting road riding. But I, will, getting I will have an end game yeah. that'll be called Aluminium Knuckle Dusters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This isn't a cane. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. But I did have, um, yeah, I had a real problem, but my accent thing really helps. Yeah, that's a and good idea. less angry music as well. When I know I'm getting to sections where it's going to get congested or whatever, yes. I change my music. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I used to, my old job used to drive like 50,000, 60,000 miles a year. And like sometimes, like sometimes it'd just get you if you're on your way to a job and there's already stress. It's yeah. just like so easy to do it. And it took me it took me about a year or two of, of 
being in that job where I was driving a hell of a lot to, to start to get to control of it properly. Like, and I think a big part of it was not trying to rush to get to site when I was, I was always like, if you feel like you're in a rush, just then you, when somebody cuts you anxiety up, levels are already up. Yeah. yeah, and it's just so much easier to be triggered. And then, and the thing is, it's bullshit as well, like racing around, trying to get everywhere. You're literally saving minutes yeah. at the end of the day. So I have had to do some speed awareness courses in the past. Maybe. Maybe a few. And um, they did do, throw some stats out that uh, if you're on the motorway and you're doing like 70, which is a legal speed limit, obviously, mm. in the UK, and you compare it to somebody doing 80 on the motorway, the dude doing 80 on the motorway... Accident risk-wise, if they hit something, fatalities go up something stupid like 30-odd percent more for just 10 miles an hour more. Yeah. But you literally get home something like, they worked it out on average, around 45 seconds faster to a minute. Yeah. That's it. Like, And that stuck with me, that did, yeah. massively. The thing, the thing is, when people are on the motorway and they're saying doing 80 or 90 mile an hour, they'll do that until they get to the next car which will then slow them down, where yeah. in all the cars you've ever overtaken, slowly just catch you back up, and then that car will move out the way, you'll zoom off again, get stuck behind something else. Yeah. And, it's and then just eventually a, if you get to a traffic light and hit it on red, yeah. you're sitting out that for a minute, a yeah. car doing 70 miles an hour in a minute can cover a fair old distance. Yeah. So yeah, you end up literally making it, even if you're, if you're ragging it everywhere and getting home, you can be three minutes, maybe, four yeah. minutes. It's, it's just, yeah, it's honestly, try the, the tough thing, so, Music you're listening to, does it make you aggressive? Sure enough. Set off early enough, and I know it's a tough thing to say, or accept that you've set off too late. Let people know you yeah. set off too late. Don't lie and say you're now stuck in traffic. Just let them know and go, listen, falling behind, I'll be there at this time. Mm. I have friends do it to me all the time, and I'm like, cool, thanks for letting me know. Yeah. Because it's a day and age, and I'm very much aware that I'm late to a lot of stuff, so I can never get mad at anyone else for being late ever. <laughs> I make a con... Like, it doesn't even enter my mind to be angry at somebody else for ever being late. Yeah. Because I'm late off and so no way am I double standing yeah, double, yeah, yeah. double standard that, that makes sense it's terrible. that's fair enough though isn't but, it? yeah genuinely I'm, I'm very much like that in life though like if I do something I expect other people to do it because I'm capable of doing it but also if I fail at stuff I don't chastise somebody else for failing at the same things I fail at mm -hmm. you know because it's, it's that understanding the position and things like that and exactly. that's the thing as well when you're in the road understand that maybe that person is driving like a tit sometimes they're just a tit yeah. and they do need a slap and they will get one eventually mm -hmm. it might not be on a road rage thing it'll be somewhere on a night out where they gob off too much karma will get them yeah but if it's just a normal bloke and you look, you're thinking why is he getting so mad maybe that guy's just had a really shit day yeah so maybe just put your hand up and go it's okay mm. don't worry i had one when i was on the bike um as coming so i do lots of wiggly roads on the bike and I'm very aware from driving for so long in a car before I got on the bike, I'm pretty good at spotting like danger points, which is often the, what makes people who uh, start out on bikes because they're usually getting on bikes before they have been in cars for too long. Right. That's what often happens is they get in these little entanglements because then they're not able to notice things coming ahead as much or they don't spot the idiot drivers that you do. You know, like that young lad in the Gulf coming to the junction. Yeah. Who is definitely not stopping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they don't, they're not used to that. So... Any near misses I've had have not really been that near. I've always been kind of well aware of them. And I was coming over the brow of this hill, and it's a country road, so it's 60 mile an hour. It's fast. It's a lovely road, trees either side of you. And I saw a little Corsa, red Corsa, coming up to a junction ahead. Now, the only people who drive little red Corsas are new drivers or little old ladies. Yeah. So I'm like, either way, they're bad. <laughs> yeah, either so, way, someone's pulling out on me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I thought, they're going to pull out on me. And lo and behold, boom, yeah. they pulled out. I sl slammed on and 
I well checked ahead already, so I managed to swerve around onto the side of the road and pull up. But it was still a bit like, whoo, mm. butt clenching moment there. A little bit of a butt clencher. And I stuck to pull over, and then she was turning right, and I'd gone over positive left. So she started turning left to come, and she and I, at this point hadn't seen who was driving, and it was a little old lady pulled up in it, and she just wound down the window, well, electric window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she was just like, I'm so sorry, dear, I didn't see you. And I just said, but I didn't even get, I just said back to her, I said, that's because you didn't look, did you, love? <laughs> you look one way, but not my way. And I went, anyway, are you all right? She's like, yeah, you, you. I'm really sorry. I was like, yeah, look, we're both okay, aren't we? And now you've learned. So next time, just yeah. watch out for the bike. She was yeah. like, I will, I will. And because I wasn't an asshole, yeah. maybe that will make her look that extra time at yeah. that junction. Yeah. And also appreciate that she was probably quite shaken up by it as well. Mm-hmm. And me shouting at her. Oh, yeah, that's not going to help. Isn't going to help any situation. You know, and everyone Don't shout at old ladies. Nah. You've so, it's that thing of having the empathy for the situation yeah. as well. You know, everyone's all right. And plus, you know, my reaction skills still work. Yeah, that's it. I think, like, so. obviously there is more. Should we, should we pour a drink? We've got drinks oh, here. Oh, God, we yeah, we're going to start. Right, it's a Wednesday. We're out of kilter. We've been knocked off. Yeah, I didn't pick anything you else. You and your toilet talk when we came in. stuff. So we do have, right, I'd like to point out, this is, we're back. We're back on a, on a well, it is, it's a, it's a whiskey. It's a whiskey. It's Jack Daniels Tennessee Honey Whiskey. Okay. I'd like to point out, though, that it's somehow been supplied already open and somebody drunk some of it. God knows where. That is some real poor quality control yeah, there. I mean, yeah. come on, Jack Daniels. I mean, how is how have we ended up with a he must really half-drink bottle? That guy, Jack, must have had a... Honestly, had a bit of a maybe it was a pre-owned, maybe it was an eBay purchase. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> but if okay. it was an eBay purchase, it'd be topped up with water. <laughs> you, oh, did you ever do that as a kid? Yeah. Oh, you just oh, why did why, why did, did we do it? I don't know why we did that. We got in. Um, it was Alec Robinson's house in when we were, we were at primary school, and his parents had gone out, and he had a few of us around, and we got the music on, and then somebody thought it'd be a good idea to have a few swigs from the big bottle of whiskey right in the middle of the top of the drinks cabinet, pride of place. Yeah, Ooh, a few swigs in, and we were jumping over the furniture, we were running around in the garden, and then he had a sudden panic attack that well, my dad's going to notice that a quarter of this bottle is now missing. It was a giant bottle, from what I remember as well. Mm. I don't remember what it was, but I remember we just filled it up with water, and because it looked okay. We yeah. thought, ah, oh, got yeah. away with that. Not knowing we just ruined the entire thing. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Or you'd think that it'd work. But like, you do so much stupid shit as a kid that's just like kid logically, so yeah, dumb. in your head it makes sense. Like, it's liquid and it looks the same. <laughs> yeah, but, your only logic is to try and get away with it so that you, you're not trying to make it right, you're just getting enough deniability. Yeah, aren't you? Yeah, you just want to get away with it for now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, It'll be okay, because he won't notice. But when he does notice, it's all ruined. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're so just much biding worse. your time, aren't you, yeah. until the bollocking is going to occur. Yeah. But then you're just going to live with anxiety of when's this bollocking about oh, to occur. It happened the next day. No, that was... Yeah. He's, yeah. His dad's yeah. an alcoholic. Yeah, he's, he drinks right. every day. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> right, I, but actually, no. Take that back. Alec is a real person, yeah. and that's his real name. So, Alec, your dad's not. He's just, obviously, it was a weekend. He went for his nice little tipple. Oh, God. And yeah. was like... Well, this isn't right. Yeah. And then realize what happened. So we have this. Well, we don't have a pop test because unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, it's a screw lid, which just means it's a bit more commercialized. Hold on. There we go. go Oh, lovely. It sounded quite cheeky. Yeah. (laughs) So this is, it's basically um, your good Jack Daniels whiskey with an infusion of honey flavoring. Um, I think I've had this. It says... 
The fine Tennessee honey liquor has a distinct character of Jack Daniels whiskey and liquor with notes of honey for a smooth and rewarding taste. So it says whiskey on the front, but they're calling it liquor. Honey liquor. Honey from the liquor. makers of Jack Daniels Tennessee whiskey. Oh. So maybe it's not classed as a whiskey now because it's got the infusion. It's now a liquor. There we go anyway. I don't mind. Pour it in. Whoop. Lovely jubbly. There you go, sir. Healthy pour. Thank you very much. So I'll let that get down to temperature. Although the ice has melted a little bit, so it should be quite quick. So there we go. Yeah, that's a good one, I think. Started off with Road Rage. I think we've got some good little hints and tips there. Good one. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, Road Rage is something that, that gets all of us, isn't it? I think. But I don't know. I know some people that have zero kind of energy when they're in a car. They're literally just in it to get where they're going. And whatever happens in the meantime does not phase them whatsoever. Well, Usually because they're setting off early and they're getting there in plenty of time. Yeah, they must be way more organised than us. Way more organised, yeah. That does make a huge difference. Mm. But the, I'm so overwhelmed when I get somewhere early that I want a prize. <laughs> and I like, get there and I'm like, look, look how early I am. And everyone's like, you're here at a normal time yeah. compared to everyone else. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but... Me, but I, <laughs> I need a reward. Give me a sticker or a lollipop. Or I might get them for the gym. I'll, I'll get you some like I'm early stickers. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm on I time. I genuinely will get if you got something like I'll a get lollipop. you a gold, which is I'm early, a silver, which is I'm on time, <laughs> and a bronze is I'm within five minutes of when I said. Yeah, I'm within five minutes because that's fully acceptable. And then there has to be a monthly prize at the end if you get a certain yeah, if you number can get, of you get like whatever. ten stickers or something like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Lovely. Leave it with me. <laughs> When we're back open. Right, right, beep. Here we go. Stop and start because we still haven't fixed the camera. I will have to get that sorted. I don't know. Get the camera sorted. So much sorted. going on. So much going on. Got some cool stuff coming. Did we talk? Did I tell you the other day on the podcast yesterday about the Harley? Yes, you did. You said that was last uh, week. Yeah, we spoke about the Harley. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. April 14th. That's going to be really cool. going on, on that. I'm going to test out some new... Um, uh, I've got my GoPro. I refuse to use that stupid setup where you have all the arm. I bought all the thing mm-hmm. and you end up with this like half crane coming around the side of your helmet yeah. to house the GoPro. It's just retarded. So I'm going to try and find a way of just just it mounting it. Yeah, uh, mounting it. Just hold it in your mouth. On. <laughs> Do you know you can get that? There's a bite mount. Why would you want that? You put it in your mouth as you're going to like jump and do something. So it's like a face view. Ah. Yeah. Strange. Just in case you didn't like your teeth, I guess. Yeah. I've done this enough times and always kept my teeth. What could we change about that? Mm-hmm. And then put on video. Yeah. <laughs> just, it's there. <laughs> then it sees all your teeth fall out of your mouth and then the GoPro just falls off. <laughs> just like, as the GoPro's floating through, I'm assuming you're jumping into water, yeah. just the teeth look. just go past the lens. <laughs> bits of... I'd look beautiful in 4K, that was. <laughs> so all your teeth raining down on you. Yeah. Uh, Don't know. Weird one. Yeah, I used it. Used it when we were jumping off rocks in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, it, it kind of works. Yeah. And I suppose it stops you screaming. <laughs> you scream with your eyes. <laughs> yeah, that was a good time, that was. I was I, I put up a poster down on Instagram about... Um, I think I remember with, seeing that with, with Nathan, work. right? Yeah, it was with Nathan, yeah. Yeah, he's so much fun. Um, please let us back into Australia, please. Yeah. You seem like a really cool guy. I met play him with at, my friends. Okay. met him at Manchester. Yeah, he's just a tip-top fella. Yeah. He's just, he is what he is. He's very genuine, very creative, fun guy, very outgoing. 
brilliant on the mic as well because he was doing a lot of talking and like almost announcing stuff because I, I remember that's what I spoke to him about because I didn't I don't uh, think yeah, I really yeah. knew of him before. like I'd seen him from Gymshark but I didn't really know what he did or know much yeah. about him and I said like where'd, where'd that come about is that like something you've done in the past and he's like no I just I just talk a lot of shit <laughs> and then like I'm quite good at talking a lot of shit in front of a lot of people yeah it is it is a it is a an inbuilt skill set that's like I I have it to a degree. Mm. I've always been able to just get up and talk. Yeah, a lot of the time was me getting out of trouble. You know, like filling the void. Yeah, with, with lies. Yeah. on the spot. That was because yeah. I was like I wasn't a naughty kid, but I was always getting into things. They were always fun and just a bit cheeky. They were never like anything malicious, but, but it did require a... me a lot of time to come up with a lie in the moment on the spot. Yeah, and you know something better than I was dead at the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And and I was good at it, and yeah. I think it's, it comes from that. Now I'm able to just uh, chat, yeah. chat and go. It is a useful talent, yeah. And doing it well because a lot of people can can fill empty space. But it's nonsense. Or yeah, using a lot of ums and ahs and likes and yeah, and, and just like what what's the term when it's like a circular. Yeah, that's kind a good of one. Phrase. What would you do if you're nervous about talking in front of groups of people? I'd say one of the biggest things was, and I got this from when I did uh, my first bodybuilding show. Mm. I literally um, was fuck it yeah. mentality. Walk out and all as I was walking out onto stage, I was just going fuck it, 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 fuck it. Like literally, that was what I was doing. I was like, well, there's a big light on me. I'm never going to see most of these people again in my life. So what's the worst that can happen? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. And that was literally my mentality. And that's often what I'll go back to all the time. It's just mm-hmm. nah. What's the worst? What's worse? Don't know. Don't know. These people don't won't see them again. Who cares? I think a lot of the time with any of those like high pressure perform on the moment kind of situations, the anxiety pre doing it is always worse than once you're actually there. Like a lot yeah. of the time, your adrenaline kicks in and you'll do something like whatever you got to do on stage or whatever else, and. It'll be almost like people just disappearing. You just you just doing what you need to do. Your adrenaline's going, which kind yeah. of just like just like gives you tunnel vision, and then it's over and done. You're like, fuck, was was that yeah, it? Was it? Yeah, yeah. I, I so find that's that's how it feels for me a lot of the time. It's when, never when as bad as you expect it's going to be, the, um, unless you freeze up. But then yeah. usually that's because your own anxiety. So that their fuck it attitude is the best way. Always just think, listen, never going to see these people again. What does it really matter? And yeah. just go out and just free flow, enjoy it. You know, That's I think some people are really. Stuff. I was gonna say some people are really different with like how they approach it, where people can like, um, like they have a script and they just nail that, so they know everything ins and outs. Um, which like that can't I can't do that. I am not able to re- retain. Yeah. I'm good with points, pointers, yeah. and I go off the pointers. Yeah. So if I do it after this, I'm going to record a. Oh, it's going to cost some. Karen's Karen has entered the chat. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's video. It's going rubbles. to be yeah. It's going to be entitled "Why You're Still Fat." Nice. Yeah, and that is immediately. I've told you, Lick. I'm booking <laughs> on purpose. And it's going to be some harsh home truths yeah. that some types of people need to hear. Yeah. But it's also going to be a lot of facts they probably don't know mm. that are holding them back. Yeah. So as always, it's probably going to have people ready and raring to pitchfork me and pick it somewhere near my home mm. and then by the end of it hopefully I'll win them over yeah. like the lead character in a movie that starts off bumbling yeah yeah. at the end of the day though like you know obviously everything that you do most like pretty much everything is for the benefit of other people everything tr- I do trying to inform yeah. or help other people it, to a certain it's extent. only ever it's never to shut people down it's always just to make them realise that they're being their own worst enemy mm-hmm. uh, it's usually stuff that I've either been through or have seen a lot of and I'm only ever giving across factual opinion, I'd say I call it. Yeah. 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 
stuff that I know 100% will work, kind of like yeah. put all my money on it kind of jobbies. Exactly. Um, I think that's it as well. Yeah. You're, as you, in the fitness industry, but people really underestimate that the vast majority of these problems that people have when it comes to just being fitter or healthier or whatever, it's psychological, it's not physical. Oh, yeah. And like I, I know lots of people that even, especially when you go into the depths of like bodybuilding prep where people are just, literally starving themselves and their bodies fucking battling every way possible they're closer to being a therapist than oh, being God, yeah. they're, they're, they're trying to maintain them following what they need to do without them going off the rails and having a breakdown so one of the worst things in bodybuilding is women's dieting yeah. procedures because it's they're so obviously savage. especially for things like bikini mm. because they're not having to hold a lot of muscle mm -hmm. and those poor girls are literally following these abominations of coaches yeah. who are literally starving them into shows and then they're coming out the other side with met uh, like metabolism shut down they uh, even they like the periods stop almost like, always their periods stop as they start to get very lean horrendous but they're not even getting lean they're literally wasting away like yeah. the starvation diets and but because they are female so they're not naturally holding as much muscle you don't see the wastage like you would on a guy yeah and a lot of the guys that these blokes train are and we're going back to this again, are geared up. Mm. It's because the, most of these trainers have put them on gear yeah. because the gear buffers all their dietary errors pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Um, and again, so these people would all look insanely better if they did whatever they did, plus had good food. Uh, but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's going to be one of those videos where I think a lot of people who are stuck in such a situation are going to hear some stuff and be like, oh shit, never knew that. Yeah. And it's because we forget that normal everyday people don't know to the depth of what we know in, uh, for diets and phases. And yeah. a lot of people don't, still don't know what a macro is. Yeah. And that's crazy, but it's because we don't teach it. No, I think that's it, isn't it? It's really, when you've been in the industry, you've, it's just your world. Like we learned about that however long ago. You just take for granted that that's not common knowledge anymore yeah. because this is our specialty, I suppose. Put a sip of the whiskey because yeah. ice is drastically disappearing. Isn't clink. It? It's clinky clink. So this is the... Liquor, not whiskey. Super sweet. Oh, that is very sweet. I like it. Yeah. It's almost... Um, you can see... Yeah. What's the word? You mead. Can... Remember? Have you had mead? Mead. No, I had that. Mead's that very it it's, Yeah. It's, well, mead is even... Drink mead. Mead's even sweeter. Seriously? Yeah. It's, it's mead is beer. No, it's like a... Um, Mead's like a honey... Mm. Oh, I think it's like a honey ale or a honey spirit. I don't know. Ooh, well, now I um, want mead. I'll try and get some. I don't know. I don't know where the fuck I'll get mead from. I'll have a look online. I'll get some mead. Just go to a reenactment. Like a, a medieval. Anywhere where there's a reenactment will have mead, surely. I remember I went to um, a wedding of one of my dad's friends very, very long time ago as a, as a kid. Um, Were they all dressed I, as knights and elves? No, he was like a massive, like he was massively into rock and had really long hair, uh, but his missus was into like fairies and like yeah. stuff like that. And uh, they had mead at their wedding and that's the first time I had it. I think the first and only time I had it. And I just thought it was a really rustic beer. No, I'm sure. If I might be mixing up the words, but I'm sure no, 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 mead you're probably is, right. is like a honey honey liquor or something like that. And it's like from medieval times because I think that like, well, I suppose at that point, honey... Well, would have been the only option because would sugar be imported in medieval times? Because like sugar was sugar cane, which sugar is cane, in yeah. plantations, and yeah. so like maybe they were getting some in, but honey would have been would native. Have been native yeah. Like we could grow, we could grow, <laughs> we, could, <laughs> we could grow honey, we could cultivate the honey. We, yeah, we can cultivate the honey. So then I suppose that is another method well, of alcohol. Well, quick breakdown. So this is Jack Daniel's honey liquor. 
from the makers. It says then from the makers of Janice of uh, Jack Daniel's Tennessee whiskey. So I don't know if this has the Tennessee. This is a fine Tennessee honey liqueur. It says it has the characteristics of the whiskey. So I don't know I, if that is made in a completely different. I don't even think that tastes anything like Jack, to be honest. Well, no, it it tastes like a, it has a hint of the gentleman Jack flavor to it. That deep, rich mm. kind of bourbon flavor. I could drink a lot of that, but that is it's very sweet. It's I mean it's it's as if you've put honey into uh, your whiskey like directly and stirred it in like a good amount of honey. This is listen if you want to drink some whiskey with the guys, but you don't like whiskey. The Jack Daniels or anything that's honey infused and things like that are always going to be really sweet and going. But this is thirty five percent, so it's most liqueurs will drop down to about twenty percent, even sometimes lower, like somewhere fourteen. Yeah. As we do, but so this is it has the same hit of a whiskey, but without uh, any of the real deep deep notes. Like so, you're not getting a lot of the heat. There's very little heat. A no, lot of sweet. Cool. The sweetness is overwhelming, to be honest. It's a very, very honey-based flavour. I think the fact that so much of the ice had melted probably like diluted that mm. quite quickly, which m- may have softened we'll, it a we'll little bit more. We'll drink that and then I'll have another bit. We'll mm. just try a little bit without any ice. Yeah. But it is really nice, but it does have that smoky aftertaste to it. Mm. So the sweetness is your overwhelming first taste, but then after that's gone, you do get a smoky aftertaste. So it's quite a nice finish. It does have a nice finish to it. Definitely one to have in the cabinet if you have guests over who yeah. are, you know, not used to drinking neat whiskies and stuff. I think, again, I know you said you don't like it with certain things, but I think that'd be good with mixers too. You think you'd mix that? Mm. Really? You don't think yeah. it'd be overwhelming? No, I think that'd be all right. Although, again, I've got a bit of a sweet tooth, so. Yeah. Maybe. A sweet what? Sweet tooth. A sweet tooth? Tooth. 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 A sweet tooth. What do you have on top of your house? A roof. Not a roof. I don't have a roof. <laughs> I've never understood this, like tooth, where this tooth. comes from. So you say tooth, but then you'll say, t- you want to say roof, but then you want, you'll say, you want to say tooth, you say tooth. Yeah. That's just colloquialism, isn't it? Yeah. I had a, there was a girl at uni, Alison, um, who was very, very clever, like yeah. in, academically clever. Yeah. But had the common sense of a badger. Yeah. That happens a lot. <laughs> yeah. And for the love of God, we couldn't get her to say, to understand why tooth and roof should sound the same. Because she was just kept saying, no, it's tooth. She just couldn't, couldn't grasp it whatsoever. But also came out with one of the classic lines of, she was like, one day, you know when you, you like have chocolate or you're really happy and you release those, those things? Sarah Lemons. And we, or everyone in the room like, head on a swivel. What? Sarah Lemons. You know, the, the things you release. Sarah Lemons. Like, Are you on about sweets? She's like, no, when you're happy and your body releases it, we're like, do you mean endorphins? She's like, yeah, that's the one. Ha! That's not even the same letters. Sarah Lemons. There's Sarah Lemons. What? <laughs> Your brain just made up a word. Yep. You're meant to be a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> it is mad, isn't it? This, uh, I used to know quite a few people that were like academically super smart, but then you'd like the common sense was just not there or yeah. it was like they were very gullible like that you see through oh, that a yeah. lot and you could yeah. just like blatantly crack like a really obvious joke and or they'll play somebody, like, and they'll huh? just be like yeah and they'll just completely like believe it and i'm like well being as you're playing <laughs> along i'll just lead you on a little bit further come on it is very true very true i love those type of people yeah they're usually really sweet yeah they are definitely innocent people yeah the very little maliciousness to them yeah yeah so everything's very logical or just taken as as, as yeah taken as yeah. Well, yeah fair play though academically like super smart I think uh, it's mad isn't it I wish that like it's I think you could almost 
I know people don't like to be generalised anymore, but you could almost like categorise people. And you pro- the probably the probably is like in terms of like we're not all so uniquely circle. different that you can't compare us to other people. Like, no, there's no, too no. many of us for that to be possible. There is those personality like categories, isn't there? Of course there's, there is. Like there's, we should there's, do there's that. There's people like us who are more. You know, you call us entrepreneurial or creative and stuff like that. That's how we fit into those lanes. We don't do well being sat down to, to look at a screen academically. You know, we don't we don't function well there. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah. Whereas there are other people that flow completely there, but then you throw them in front of an audience to talk to, and they'll absolutely freeze, and, and none of that intelligence will show through. Yeah. Yeah. yeah completely. But that's we need all that. We need. I was talking about this to somebody else, and it's like you know how everyone was was talking about. Uh, why, like communism doesn't work. Not going to go down some political class, don't worry. It's not going to get really boring. It's a really basic thing of saying like, you got these elitists who are like, oh, the riffraff, you know, do the dumb, dumb jobs and yeah. all that. But it's like somebody who's happy. I can't I can't relate to, be, to sitting in one job for 20 years mm. and just slowly creeping your way through up and up or whatever doing it is. Yeah. But, and I'm not talking about like, high level sitting by your time become a partner kind of jobs. Mm-hmm. I'm talking more about the office work kind of stuff. Well, and some so. people are genuinely sitting them and just enjoy it. Yeah. That's all they need. That's all they want in life. And my point with those is if we didn't have that type of mentality of person, yeah. our society would fall to pieces. Yeah, exactly. Imagine if you tried to put people like me and you in a daily day to day functional job. Yeah. The country would crumble. Yeah, exactly. It wouldn't it wouldn't like you have to play to play to your strength and some but people get to a certain level. Nothing would be on time, cakes would be free, biscuits would be everywhere, yeah. no work would be done. Exactly. Yeah, like <laughs> people are just happy with like financially they've hit the the kind of the threshold All that they, they want. Yeah. And for them, see, like, this is a problem maybe for me. Um, they will be happy to be like, okay, it's not worth, ta- you know, moving that next step up and getting that next pay rise is not worth the extra stress and pressure yeah. and work hours that need to be formed. Whereas I don't ever have that cut yeah. off. I'll always, like, whatever the next step is, no matter how detrimental it is to me. <laughs> I'll, it's just I'll a always, goal you're going to hit. Yeah, because I'm, yeah. I'm so goal-orientated yeah. and... That's something like I suppose it's a, it's a good thing in certain aspects. It's bad in others, and I have to check myself a lot, and I fuck myself up a lot, yeah. like health and is fitness. It's kind wise. of beautiful that that's just they're like, yeah, no, this is good. Yeah, as, because I'll often find as well. I've got I've got some friends I've got who are like that, yeah. but they'll have really good hobbies. So they'll have their work life that goes and does this, and then they'll put aside whatever they need to fund this one hobby that they love doing, and they've got a perfect balance of just. My work's done and that's over and then I've got the time to go and do this. And yeah. it's absolutely there. Just they've, they've found their level. Yeah. I don't think we have that because we never have a level. We always have to have something yeah. or we get awesome. Because we're so, we become so focused on different things, We our, our attention gets pulled in eight different directions. Yeah. I think that is why we are the way we are. Um, because our, we can't focus on that one thing at one, all the time. Everything, yeah. There's always yeah. something else engaging us. Yeah, I have, I have to like have something to chase after like very very goal orientated i'm like and i've gone through periods in in the past where i've not had a very clear goal and it's like i it, i don't you become useless well. don't you yeah like yeah. I, I get really down and um yeah, really wishy-washy you're kind of drifting through the days mm. it's very odd and it is we all have such different mentalities it's mad mm. um i think that's a good one actually uh just as a general one because we've tangented into it like you you don't have to be like the people that you follow who inspire you to do certain things. If you're not that same trait of person, the, the thing, this is it, right? When you look at stuff on social media, it's not to be identical to that person. Yeah. All it is is to look at something that inspires you to be better as you. Was that your ankle? Yeah, that was my ankle again. Did you hear I, that? I don't know if that would have got picked up. It should have done. That was like you broke it. 
Oh my god. That's not good. When I'm in bed, I always do that because I'm like, I'll stretch out and then I just go, pop my oh, hand. Do you know what I do, right? Do you get this in the morning? I don't know if this is just me. So if you wake up in the morning and you just, you're just woken up, okay? Yeah. You've not done much moving. You just kind of like, oh, I'm here. Oh, yeah. New day. Made it through another night. Yeah. yeah. Then if I like stretch my legs as far out as I can, like push them out, yeah. my legs kick involuntarily yeah, yeah. and the harder i stretch the faster they kick do you get that yeah oh good i'm not broken yeah i thought i was having no yeah it's just like I've a little, had it. little wobble almost no proper kick 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 i, I wouldn't not like a... not not uh bruce almighty in it yeah <laughs> but i mean they will literally like you know, like flutter kicks for, for doing abs yeah, yeah. like that yeah if you're in, in water with uh, yeah. some scuba, yeah. what are they called? It's so fun. Sometimes I keep stretching as hard as I can for as long as I can to see if they'll just keep kicking, and yeah. they do yeah. until I have to stop just because I'm burning out. <laughs> it's so weird. But then once they've done it once or twice, they don't do it again yeah. then. It's like all the nerves just switching on. Yeah, the probably. Legs. It's very weird. It's strange. How do we get onto this topic? But as I was saying oh. about... <laughs> What was I saying about? I don't know. About, oh yeah. So following people on, it's not about being yeah. identical to that person. So don't go looking at like uh, that uh, Dan, uh, the Brazilian. Bill, Dan Bilzerian. Dan Bilzerian. Don't look at him and think, I should have 20 women around me and be oh. great at gambling all the time. That's going to, no. Like look at the way he shifts to a business and creates it and grows it and things like that. I don't think he's the best example to be honest with you. Um, he's a bit weird. And there's yeah. so much shadiness about where he actually got his money from too. Yes, and also I genuinely don't think he's that happy. But anyway, that's a whole other subject. So, so who you do follow, who you can relate to, um, just take aspects of what they do that makes you like to follow them, but then adapt them to the way you are in life. It's like doing a movement in the gym. Mm. So like you might love, let's for argument's sake, I had a friend who loved doing close grip pull downs with the, with the close bar. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that doesn't work for me, but I love the idea of the movement. So I adapted it and did it single arm with a twisting motion using the cable grip instead. Yeah. So I took something that was genuinely beneficial, but didn't like how it was with me, the way I did it, the way they were doing it. So I made it my way mm -hmm. and got the, got the benefits through doing it through the method that I enjoy doing. Yeah. And that is a very simplistic way of looking at why what how you should treat social media yeah. because it's going fucking nowhere right it's a, getting bigger if mm. anything yeah and it is now and it is inspiring people because it is showing more of what's going on and the creativity and stuff um and i think that's a real positive thing i've been following way more creative uh you call it a channel on instagram profiles yeah profiles. uh of, of photography and stuff like that and it's some of it's awe inspiring yeah. like some of the ideas, the creative ideas that people come up with for just how they represent like a region or where they've traveled or something. I'm just like, oh, that's so fucking clever. Yeah. Like even the dumb stuff, like they have their notebooks, they will, they'll have, they, they will written and drawn on their notebooks where they travel so that it becomes part of the picture and yeah. stuff like that. It's, cool. it's just so clever. And you're just like, I would have never thought of that. But then I also think, well, now you can know because you're, following this thing that you enjoy mm -hmm. and now you can implement that in your way like maybe i won't get a notebook and draw the same thing as that but i think about using the things i use on a daily and incorporating them yeah. into my creativity it's inspiration isn't it and, yeah. and by definition it's like not necessarily to replicate that exact thing but it's to then spark a little idea which then can branch off down its own this roots. is it yeah yeah sparking ideas and mm. then going off with them yeah. in your own little way yeah because that, that happens a lot doesn't it i think that's it like inspiration's not just to to see something that you like and then copy that exact thing like 
because well yeah you can do that and people do it all the time but realistically you're not actually doing anything yourself you just you just yeah. rinse and repeating and and also yeah. i think that it's it's not if you just did that as a route and you're like right okay that's a business model that works or that's a uh, an instagram page that works or whatever i'm just going to do the same as them I think it's never going to be a successful because you haven't got the passion behind There's it. There's no soul got, in it if yeah, you're doing that. Yeah, you've exactly. got to put your own twist and your own so, uh, your own p- part of you into everything you do. I generally do that. I put a bit of me into everything I do, which is sometimes why it's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is often why it can be crushing when it fails sometimes. But at least you know if you're crushed when you fail that it meant something to you and yeah. you put your all into it. So exactly. it's kind of cool. Um but yeah, that is a good way of, of uh, judging your socials and stuff. Because I know we've had, I get a few questions every day about people feeling a bit lost and not knowing what to do. Um, you know, looking at other people on Instagram as if they should be exactly like them. And that's not it. Remember, it's a highlight reel. It fucking is, man. It's a highlight reel. And the more like uh, I look at it, the more I see, because I, I create the same content, I can see through the, the, the setup of it so i can i can see what they've done to make it look a certain way and i know that in real life like simple things like if you see a picture of me uh look at the other day you walked in so i was taking a picture of me wearing a cowboy hat and i had the white teeth shot on it just looks like i'm i'm stood at the end of my uh, counter just having a chill in the picture yeah the reality of it is i was stood spread-legged so i could get into the right angle for the shot i had a illuminated soft light to the right-hand side of me because my face was too shadowed by the cowboy hat to just take it normally. Um, Everything was aligned and centralized down the center of the aisle. Mm. All these little things that make the image pleasing to the eye are all things that you can't just capture in a quick moment on an iPhone. Yeah, Yeah, there was a a lot of thought. Yeah, when you see one of these pictures that looks beautiful, there's a reason it looks that way and it's not just been snapped. So if you go suddenly by a camera and expect all your images to look that way, it's not going to happen. That can be disconcerting or disheartening even. But understand there's a process behind everything. But the reason when you look at an image is not to just look at the image and go and think that that's real and reality is to look at it and go, right, that is a beautiful image, but then also understand the creativity behind it. Uh, And I think once you start doing that, you start appreciating images more for how they're created rather than just what they look like. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, definitely. You see uh, into it more. Yeah, because obviously there's all the setup that goes into it. Because, like, photography is deep. I, I, Dude, I'm really... so much fun. Like, well. scratching the surface of just, like, learning about... I, I don't partake myself, but I yeah. talk to you a lot, and one of our coaches, Tom's a really good photographer as well, mm. and uh, I always talk to him about, like, what he does. And he started doing these things on his story, which I really like, which he'll show you the raw image and then they'll show you as he goes through the editing process and he'll just show you snapshots and like yeah. he'll highlight what he does um and whether that be like you know deleting some crap that's in there on photoshop that you don't yeah. want in there to declutter it and then taking it through lightroom and bringing the colors up because that's one thing that like like grading the images that's like i don't grading's even... huge because what people don't understand is if you don't into photography yeah. they'll look at an image and it looks stunning yeah but they're not processing the fact that that image has been graded and by graded what we mean is the shadows the highlights the whites the colors the contrast everything has been adjusted you can even change the shade of color that you see in the photo so when you're trying to re- replicate these photos and wondering why they don't look the same it's because the colors and shadows and everything have literally been manipulated yeah to create the focal point and everything that you see in that image, there's a reason why everything has been done. And a lot of the times um, you will figure this out if you start using programs like Lightroom, um, you can you can start playing with that and learning. But the better the equipment, the more the edit will look more natural because 
if you've got a great lens that can take a great photo, the reason that that's so good is because it takes in so much information that when you edit it and go, like you can smash up all the things to like 100%. Yeah. And the image won't blow out because there's that much information in it. That, 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 to, I'll dumb it down, but imagine there's just 10 times the amount of pixels in it. So when you do you slam everything up, there's way more pixels to deal with the image, but yeah. it's way more than that. It's all to do with the glass and the, the way it takes the light and deals and everything. Anyway, and a lot of the images are shot in RAW on the camera. And what that does is create quite a beige image. And that's yeah. because it's nothing's processed. You yeah. get a RAW image out. So then when you process it, you can you can maximize every single color, every single shadow, every single highlight with, because the camera's done nothing to it other than the RAW shot. Yeah, you explained that to me uh, last week, wasn't it, about the, the shooting in RAW and why it's beneficial for, yeah. for taking it into Lightroom after. And I, I thought about that quite a bit after. And obviously you said that... Most cameras, especially like on your phone, you take a photo and it'll automatically grade that for you, trying to like yeah. get that as accurate Usually as possible. Really orange, too many yellows in it. Yes, yeah. and and then Sucks. I actually started to because I had a look at the the raw images that you'd sent over as well because you made some changes to them and mm. um, I like it just it made a lot more sense it gives you a bit more of a blank canvas because a lot of the time when you take a photo of something and you look at it in real life and you're like that's kind of how it looks but for some reason Not it's wrong eyes capturing yeah, yeah. like I, I feel like you almost need to like over exaggerate something in an image for it to feel the yeah. same to give you the same there's sense also, of beauty as reality there's also a thing where if you use opposite colors on the color spectrum uh-huh. in the image your brain will adhere to that image more yeah. because it's a balance. So if you use, that's why you'll often see a lot of grading is like quite greeny blues yeah. with um, orangey yellows. Yeah. So that that orange and that light blue, they're literally direction, directionally opposite to each other on the color spectrum, on the yeah. color wheel. And so your brain yeah. affiliates with that because they are aligned. Yeah, they're it's a weird thing. And there's loads of tricks like that. But you'll see a lot of things. You'll see like a beautiful image and it'll look really white and crisp and gray with mm. a little bit of color in it. Those images are basically um, no blues. All yeah. the blues have been taken out. All the yellows have been taken down. And what's left in there is the oranges, the reds, the whites are all highlighted more and all stuff like that. It's these simple little tricks. Um, the, the trick is, is to be able to edit them so that it's a very edited photo, but still looks natural. Yeah. And that's where the creativity comes in and the enjoyment of photography as well. But when I walk into a room or walk out somewhere, I can see I can see the framed image in my in my mind when I walk somewhere. So if I have a camera on me, what I've started doing now is I walk with the camera and I'm taking pictures just for my own enjoyment. Yeah. And I'll walk to a spot and I'll see the image and then it's my challenge to myself to capture that image the way my eyes are seeing it. Yeah. And that's a learning process in itself. It's a great bit of so practice, hard. isn't it? That? Yeah. And it's really good. I could put up a post today just um there's two pictures of me and then like four pictures of a swan and a church and all yeah. this stuff. And it's just, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm really enjoying that process. Uh, yeah. and, that, and I think what that does then is makes me enjoy picking the camera up more, which makes me more productive, makes me enjoy that more and get that kind of zing back in my step yeah. rather than it being a job. When I had a little crack at a bit of, uh, of grading, I always found like I'd look at it, look at the image at the start, and I'd be like, "That looks all right." That does, and I'd make some changes, and I was like, "Oh, that looks really weird." And then I'd, my <laughs> eyes would adapt to how it now yeah, looks, you, and then I, I'd look at it blindness. before, yeah. and then I'd be like, "Oh, it looked weird before." Actually, I thought it looked normal, <laughs> and then like I have to like almost go away from the image and then come back to it for it to like reset yeah. in my mind because I because yeah. whenever I make a change all my brain sees is what I've just changed, and it's like, oh, that looks fake, that does. Yeah. And then I'll come back and I'm like, that looks perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a weird one. And the thing to realize with that as well is if you start staring at Instagram for eight hours a day, all these, like, 
really highly edited, really nicely done images are going to start to become what your brain sees as normal. Yeah. Then when you look at real world stuff, it's not going to look like that because <laughs> it's not how it looks. Yeah. Then then you start to get this depressive deception of the world, like because oh, it doesn't look like what I expect. Yeah. That's not the same. That's not as bright. That's not as clean. That's not as crisp. Mm. And Especially because people can't go out as much now. So exactly, like, yeah. If you're like, if you just adapt to some hyper, like, I don't know, hyper exaggerated <laughs> version of reality. Yeah. Well, I mean, if people start getting so used to seeing themselves with a filter on their face because they're oh constantly God, taking yeah. pictures with filters on, then they're going to start hating seeing themselves in the mirror. It's a really vicious circle. So if you can start enjoying capturing real images and, and appreciating the beautiful side of rawness and reality mm. and then and then bending that into a creative reality so you're not like when you use a filter you're faking it something's being faked like yeah. it's changing eyes it's changing skin it's changing the shape of your face there's none of that when you take it with a camera all you can all you do and obviously we're taking out photoshop mm. i don't use photoshop i i don't it's just too many buttons yeah <laughs> it's uh i use basic uh, so I, I use Lightroom, which is pretty much colors, shadows, and all that kind of jazz. Mm -hmm. um, and if you can get just used to doing that, you can create beautiful images with raw, real images that you mm -hmm. take. And it's going to keep you a little bit more uh, happy with what you see through your eyeballs. I yeah. Guess. Yeah, because I think as well, like um, a big part of it, I don't know whether there's something that could be done about this, but I saw a load of photos taken and it was talking about the... The lens, what is it? The the depth of the lens, what's it called? The or the aperture, so yeah, like so one point fours and stuff. So it creates a bokeh blur from front. No, to no, back. that's not it. So no? it's like the focus distance. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, that's it your aperture. Well, so basically, when we took the photos of you, yeah. the lens I was using was an eighty-five millimeter fixed lens. Yeah. So that means I can't zoom in or out on it. Yeah. But what that also means is that that lens is dedicated to that one distance set. That it's yeah. a portrait lens, yeah. and I can change the focal point on that down to 1.4 which so the higher the focal point the more the things are in focus front to back mm -hmm. the lower the the f stop they call it focal yeah. st focal point the lower the f stop the shorter the range in which the lens captures things in focus so when i took a picture of you and even though there's a gate only 10 feet behind you and that gate's completely blurred yeah that's because the focal point was 1.4 now 1.4 is very low yeah and that's why that lens is quite expensive because it does that job but it does it exceedingly well mm -hmm. a lot of lenses will be like 4.5 mm -hmm. as the lowest that they can go as a standard lens yeah so the, you start to get specialists when you get down below like the twos and stuff right. they get a lot of 1.8s for a very good price and they'll do a great job mm -hmm. but 1.8 will give you a good front to back blur right. so everything in the foreground is in focus and the back is completely blurred or if you focus on the background anything in the foreground is completely blurred it's weird isn't it how your eyes like want that that's how we see yeah i was about that's, to say that's like, why it's so appealing to you because yeah. that's how we see things we have a, a single singular focal point and we have, well until we go panoramic and then our f-stop changes yeah. So a lot of good photographers are shooting the way your eyes see, which is why we, we shoot movies in 25 frames a second. Yeah. Not 24 anymore because now everything's digital, so 25 mm. now. That's because that's the way we see the world. Yeah. So when we shake our hand in front of our face, you get that you can't see all my fingers moving now. It's just a blur because yeah. the eyes are catching up. Whereas if you shot that in 100 frames a second, it yeah. looks really weird because there's no blur, so your brain can't deal with it. It looks almost like faked and jerky. Yeah. 
So that's why you shoot in 25 frames a second is what your brain adheres to, and that's why we like it. I always wondered that because I saw that I was like, surely that, that like it would make more sense that they would film in like the highest frame per second. Yeah. But yeah, well, it, you can. Back, it does you, it look? You can film in the highest whatever. It looks so wrong, doesn't then it? You have it the looks... option of doing slow mos and whatever, but you bring it down. Mm-hmm. If you put it into a 24 frame a second, it will then only use 24 frames, so you still get the blur back. But filming in 24 is obviously going to be better because you can get less um, digital distortion or enhancement or whatever um so yeah you tend to want to shoot what you want to shoot in slow-mo in a higher frame rate and then shoot the rest of it in normal frame rates but here's a really cool thing so you know when people go through like a a moment with like what in life it's like ah that was a scary moment and everything seems to slow down yeah do you know how that is oh it's something to do with your adrenaline maybe yes let me impart some wisdomness go for it let me just stroke my beard go for it yeah oh tangent you will notice that my beard is very hefty right now isn't it? It's quite a yeah, chunk. It's the yeah. biggest it's been for a while. Yeah. And the reason is because is I'm growing it out to be able to do a beard trimming video. And it's... I like the extra. Well, yeah, but watch this. If I look down, so it splays on my yeah. collar. And then if I look up, it's now splayed out. Yeah. So that's why you get people doing this thing with their hands, always like bringing it back in, bringing it back yeah. in when it's too big. So I used to have a big square beard. It looked shit. So this is my thing about photos. It would look great in a photo because I'd set it and sit in the photo and take it. But the moment I was in real world, mm-hmm. moving my head around, looking left and right, putting my head down, yeah. it would constantly splay out yeah. and just look like this giant... You know, I constantly have to be pulling Could it back down. Parting. Yeah. So that's why I go Center much more... part for, of the beard. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, and it's mad. But anyone who saw the beard in pictures would be like, that's a sick beard. And I'm like, yeah, for that picture, it's sick. Mm-hmm. But you put it under a motorbike helmet, wait till I take that sucker off here you're gonna look like look like some kind of deranged man's coming at you yeah. asking for tea <laughs> and cake but um yeah so I've, i'm growing this but it's luscious mm. i've really put some oils to it i was it gonna say good, it looks healthy super yeah it does look yeah. super healthy but so it means when i take all the length off now i should be cutting all the dead ends off so it just looks super tight mm. but i'm going to film a whole video on how to do that because a lot of people growing beers now and i'm I'm loving it. I love the fact that like people thought it was a hipster movement. Yeah. No. Beards were around when my granddaddy was going on. Yeah. Like they just took a break. Yeah. My beards have always been like, a manly thing. Yeah, my my granddad is a few years ago now, but he like just had a he always used to have a beard when he was young. Yeah. And then like about five years ago he just started growing a beard again and then just kept a beard for a little <laughs> while and he's got rid of it again now. But like It's yeah. just the fact that now they're becoming a bit more tamed. Yeah, and and the styles and options because they're becoming more mainstream. It's like tattoos. I remember I was at Mary Hill, which is a local shopping centre by me. This was, God, probably ten years ago, and I think it was like, was it a French Connection shop? I think it was FC UK or somewhere, whatever. It's not, yeah. it's not there anymore. Um, and there was a huge poster of a model up on the wall, and it was it was like a real, basically like a bust. So you, like you saw his chest and his face, and he had a huge, huge ZZ like, top beard. Yeah. And I was, I was like, this was before beards became trendy, like a c- couple of years. And I was like, what the fuck is he a model? He looks like he's homeless. <laughs> Little did I know, a few yeah. years later, and it wasn't a well-kept beard like nowadays. Yeah. But like, that was like the early stages of yeah. like beards becoming popular It's no again. different to like, remember, men didn't used to have long hair unless they were in a rock band. Yeah. You know, but now we've got all kinds of hairstyles. Mm. You know, it's just that adapting over time. So it becomes more mainstream, more people start growing it. Then they become just dug in and settled and beards are definitely here to stay which is a good thing yeah, because yeah. I ain't shaving my enough again yeah. even my mum likes my beard now and she <laughs> was at me for the first five years to get rid of it and the other day she was like hey, yeah I like the beard finally, it does see I can't even like 
I look like such a child without the beard, though. It's ridiculous. Like, if I came at you at a road rage incident and stepped out of my car without the beard, you'd be like, I'm having him. <laughs> <laughs> you might have muscles, but that face is that of a toddler. I'm smashing that up. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to beat him with a rattle. I saw, like, um, it was a, a random YouTube video that popped up, and it was talking about, like, beard versus no beard and like how it suits different people's faces and they gave like a a few really good examples and like um henry cavill was one of them because it showed him with a beard and him without and how he was a lot more handsome without Without, because he's got he's got a very strong like lower third of his face like a really good jawline and like structure um and then they showed um saying i've got a jab of the hut lower the face Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. And then they showed like Tom Hardy, um, who's got like a much stronger like upper half, but then he's got quite a weak chin. Um, so then when he's got like heavy stubble or a beard, make like ups his handsomeness level like considerably compared yeah. to clean shaven, which yeah. makes a lot of sense. Because um, underneath this beard, I'm black and ease. Yeah, I, yeah. So it drastically changes me. Drastically. Yeah, without it, I'm four foot two in black and ease. Yeah. It's mad. Yeah, it, I don't know how it adds the height, but it, it, it works tremendously. I, I don't question these things. It's those bits, mate. Just apply oil. Yeah. <laughs> what was the point of me talking about? What were we talking about before the beard? I tangented. I don't know. Oh, damn it. <clears throat> oh, you were doing the beard trimming thing? You were, you're no, going to do that was what I tangented onto. Oh. oh, God damn it. I've totally forgotten. Should we get onto some questions? We've only, we haven't got long left, have we? Yeah, We've go on. Get zero questions. questions. Yeah, go How on. long we got? Ten, uh, 20 minutes. Okay, all right, that's pretty cool. Um, do you want to have a look through some of them, or shall I start going through? So we we've got some of the questions that we didn't get get to. Yeah, last yeah, we're just week. gonna. I didn't ask any more because we had so many from the last. Oh, did you not? I wasn't no, sure these are just from last time. All right, still, because cool. we just had so many. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you'd asked for more. So, oh no, no that's no, fine. No. We've still got plenty. Yeah, there's loads. Um, there was one that was really funny. Um, <laughs> what's the biggest wild animal you could single handedly gaffer type to a lamppost? <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> What's a single large? I reckon a poodle. Uh, poodles get quite big, don't they? Like a yeah, full they get poodle. massive. Yeah, they get as big as a dalmatian, but dalmatians are rough, mate. Mm. I reckon a poodle. I, I, I don't I know. Get, I think poodles look a bit aggressive. No, they sometimes. can be aggressive. Do you know that poodles were the number one dog uh, at one point, maybe not now, <laughs> that would eat their owners when they died? Oh, yeah. Poodles are nasty, right? When you're dead. I wonder. <laughs> I'm wondering if that's due to the demographic of people that have poodles. But like yeah, all, old all ladies. The people, but the thing was, is that they would eat you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just every time that they, they came hungry. up to sniff you, it wasn't for love. It was yeah. just to check if you were done yet. Yeah, you didn't. No, still love. <laughs> but I'm going Come back yeah, later. Poodle. So you- or or no. What about one of those? What's those freaking anti-allergy dog things? Well, they the look Labrador. like a teddy bear. Oh, it's not a Labradoodle. It might be a Labradoodle. No, yeah, Labradoodle. must be. Must be, because they grow massive. Oh, yeah, they get, they get quite big yeah, Labradoodles. Yeah, one of them. Yeah. You can definitely don't, have say, to take one of them to a Labradoodle. I'd say a Poodle's probably bigger, though. Do you reckon? Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe not. Are we going off body weight? Are we going off height, body weight? Or I'm height going or, off that when you stand them on their mass. rear paws and hold their arms up. I'd go. You could do a Great Dane. They're soft as shit, they are. Are they? Yeah, Great Danes are like proper chill. They'd let you I do like it. I thought we're picking on dogs. Yeah. What yeah, the thing is. No. Nah, you're not going to you? take your motherfucking eye out. Yeah, they're mean. Yeah. You can ride an ostrich, though, can't you? I've seen, I saw it in Prince of Persia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they do that. A flamingo, maybe? Flamingo said you No, they're well skittish. They're yeah. not that big either, are they? They're decent. I think they're relatively not tall. Not as big as an ostrich. No, but I'm not going to fucking gaffer type <laughs> an ostrich, am I? Uh, well, it depends. Like, I could, I might sneak up on it and just tape its neck to it. What about an anaconda? 
Same anaconda. They're pretty freaking long. You get that right up the lamppost. It'd probably want to wrap itself around. Yeah. Just wrap so, a bit of... There we go. Anaconda. Yeah. A jo- I remember when I was at primary Tamed school. anaconda. They're... A pre-fed anaconda. Yeah, they brought an anaconda. Yeah, but they. I still wouldn't trust that it's just not going to wrap around you and kill you just for the fun of it. Yeah, but you're giving like it a lamppost. Ax- they're not smart. Yeah, I know. But... We'll feed it a labradoodle before we do it. There's got so then you get a double whammy. So a labradoodle inside an anaconda. There we go. Question done. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I can't think of anything. Yeah, but yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna agree with Lex on that one. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, what we got? So these are a few that we've been through before. Da, 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 da. Would you ever get a Kraken tattoo or a tattoo of your favourite food, drink, pepperoni pizza? No. So you know, Kiri, you work. I might. Us. I might get the the like an octopus, like yeah. a Kraken. Yeah. Yeah, but I wouldn't get the word Kraken. Yeah. On me, as in like the food. So Kiri's got actually, Kiri's got pizza and everything. On yeah, her. Kiri's got a slice of pizza tattooed that on suits, her. Ki- that suits her. Yeah, and she's got an octopus called Inky. Yeah, I've seen on. it. It's good, good. Yeah. Yeah. But that's I. When she shows it to me, my brain goes, "Yeah, yeah, that's cool." I'm sure she's got like uh, on her. Yeah, she's got how you doing? As in like yeah. how, how Joey from Friends? Suits her. It? it just suits her. It suits her personality. It suits the way she looks. It suits her whole vibe. Yeah, and I don't, she's never going to change from that vibe. Either. No, it's no, not. It's not a stage. It's not a phase. No. Whereas with me, it would be like quite, I'm so particular yeah. in the way things look. I couldn't have something that um, free, I guess. Yeah, that, that specific yeah. To, to that like kind yeah. of time. Yeah. Um, oh, what have we got? I just sent you uh, all the latest, the ones we didn't get yeah. to last time. It should be the last three messages yeah. that you've got. Um, okay, do you guys ever worry about health scares uh, slash concerns and how do you deal with it? Uh, I check my balls on a regular basis mm-hmm. in the shower. Give them a good old switch around, <laughs> and then usually I make move on up to the shower. Head. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, oh, that was creepy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's about all I kind of do. Check your own prostate. Yeah, uh, well, every day. To be fair, just once or twice a week. <laughs> um, no, I don't really because I mean. I, I pay attention. I'm, I'm healthy as a rule. I don't do anything that tends to push me along. Like I'm not a smoker. I've never been. Um, I'm not a heavy drinker. Even though we talk about drink, we're actually very. Uh, what's the word? Um, refrained yeah. in what we do. We're very. Everything's very accountable. Nothing's nothing's just kind of free range and gets out of control. Uh, obviously healthy for a long period of time. Always been active as a kid. Never been overweight. Um, so. I, I, I'm going to be honest, mate. I'm quite lax, really. Mm-hmm. Like, unless something's bleeding, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, meh, it'll be all right. And if it's not all right in like a week or two, then I'm all right. But I have had moments where my friends have had people pass away from, from stuff like bone cancer and things like that. The only thing that scares me is, is cancer. Mm-hmm. But then also, I think we're, we're, we're getting really good with catching it and dealing with it yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but it's not in my family, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, to be honest, I'm probably the same. I've I've always done my best to be relatively active. I've gone through periods of time where I've been less active and my, my nutrition's been worse and my sleep's been worse. Yeah. But uh, overall, it's been generally fairly good. There's a little bit of cancer in my family, not like um, my my great, my nan and uncle, I think. So we've, we've had a little bit. Not, nothing, what were they? Nothing crazy. Um, I think it was a bowel cancer um, okay. and I can't remember what the other one was you see, I, I had my great aunt who was like my grandma mm-hmm. um, she passed from lung cancer yeah but 
it was she did smoke through the early part of her life. Yeah. But you know, you just don't know. Yeah. She lived through a war. God knows what went on, and nobody yeah. else in my family has gone that way. Everyone's been like, Granddad went at ninety nine. My great grandma went at like ninety. Six ninety seven, some crazy thing. Nana, she's kept trooping on. Yeah. You know, so a lot of them they've trooped on quite. And even Tess, who it was, who who passed from from the lung cancer, she was in like her eighties. Yeah. So, well, our average um, age is like eighty two right now. So. When you're in that age, that's just what gets you. Yeah. That's just some that's will. what death is at yeah. that age. It's something cancer. will get us. Yeah. At some you know point. what I mean. Like. So it's one of those. I think if if the question is about like, listen, maybe you're a bit worried, and maybe you're constantly worried about yourself and checking your things, you're reading too much in the papers. Here's the thing. Look at your family history. If there is a, something serious in your family history, keep on top of that. Get yeah. your markers checked. Um, stay on top of it. But other than that, listen, you cannot control life and the world around you. Mm-hmm. You have to enjoy it. Just be as healthy as you can. Uh, be as safe as you can. And just, you know, unless there's a sign of something, don't worry about it. And here's another thing. Don't go staring at something, poking at things, pulling at things, because yeah. you're going to start finding things that aren't there. Yes. Yeah. I think um, to a certain extent, though, have you heard of like health anxiety where that's, that's yeah, like a medical... Yeah, my used to have it, man. Yeah. He used to like, if he had a slight ache or pain because his mum passed from something very quickly and very yeah. unexpected, it, it, fucked, it fucked him up for at least five years he's much 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 better now yeah. but it really messed him up and understandably so yeah but he he's a very um intelligent human being yeah. and quite logical yeah so over time he realized you know it's not worth my while worrying about this all the time that's because it, like it's a, it's a real like mental condition almost it's a real thing isn't it like yeah. my best friend um had the exact same thing he was in a in a house fire in the middle of the night and it literally was like a complete fluke that him and his partner managed to survive like it was he very very nearly didn't survive it was like i said complete fluke um and he he you know he got out with minimal burns and some bit of like uh damage to his lungs just from the inhaling smoke and whatnot um and he said he was all right for a little bit, and then he started to have trouble sleeping, and then he started to think that there was something wrong with him, and over the course of a few months, and I'm sure he won't mind me talking about this, because it's something he's he's you know pretty much better from now, but he was ill, and he knew something was not right with him, and he knew something was, he just couldn't put his finger on it, and he started examining everything, and he went to the doctor's over and over and over again and yeah and like they just couldn't find anything and it was health anxiety he was convinced that he was dying of something and he didn't know what it was and i think it was like you know we spoke a lot after the fact but he you know we're i'm 28 he's the same age as me this was maybe a couple of years ago so 26 you don't really think i'm gonna die at some point and all of a sudden he just realized how easy it is to just not exist anymore yeah and then i think he just realized fuck i'm actually gonna die at some point i almost fucking died and then like that just triggered all this like kind of anxiety towards death yeah towards mortality yeah and he was just convinced that there was something and like now he looks back on it and he's like i knew that there was something wrong but like but uh, there wasn't, but, yeah, he, but he he knew that the doctors were wrong. He knew that his family was wrong, and like I, because I was trying to like try to like calm him down to be like try okay, and create you, some logic. Yeah, yeah, but also I was saying that's fine, mate. You want to go and get the checks anyway? There's no harm in doing it because yeah. at the end of the day, like okay. we've got the NHS for a reason. So if you feel anxious and if you feel like something's wrong, go and do something about it. But but accept when they say you're okay. Yes. Um, yeah. 
but sometimes get a second opinion if you don't if you're not 100% happy get a second opinion if that's also confirming then they're probably onto something because yeah. don't get me wrong doctors are human as well they make mistakes yeah. um, and also you know especially GPs they deal with so many people like day after they day after day get, they yeah. can get sceptical in certain yeah. situations saying that though like me and my geary thumbs that yeah. I had fixed oh yeah they were very good with that yeah like I mean that's a daft thing to come in with mm -hmm. I've got clicky thumbs yeah um, and they were hand specialists whacking around you know they, yeah. they are you know they're there to help you it's just if you're in certain areas I think you struggle more yeah. if you're in like a, a very high population area mm -hmm. then they're dealing with a lot of nonsense yeah and they probably do get a bit fed up so i know that well, chris is my, my best mate his uh his doctors were he said they were absolutely brilliant and they yeah. completely they completely kind of went along with everything that he needed to and they also were talking about the fact that this may be health anxiety and they said if you want to you know if you want to talk to somebody That's about really this to try and help it so they fully helped in the physical side of things but also we're making recommendations for like the mental side of things and dealing with the trauma of like yeah. nearly fucking dying so i would say that i would say if you if you're not happy with one gp definitely go and find another because some do get stuck in the ways and can be quite abrupt and be, can be quite uh, devoid of humanity mm. i think because they've just been in it for so long they yeah. just get desensitized so yeah. sometimes you do need a bit of that human yeah uh, it, you know bit it, of the humanity to come in and just say listen this is yeah. what this could be yeah it's the same everywhere isn't it sometimes you get a good service sometimes you get bad it might just be a bad day for yeah. them and, and, and it all leads back to talking to more people just talk to more people yeah open it's, up don't hide it don't let it sit and fester it's like what i said to you it was a good few podcasts ago about where the um people were basically appealing to get out of jail and the biggest factor towards the approval rates of when people got like basically approved for early parole or whatever yeah. it's called was the time of day uh, and it oh, was yeah, around yeah, the, the rest and sleep. So you might go and see your doctor, like when they're when they're you shattered after a long day. To be early in the day. Yeah, and they don't yeah. care. They just want you out the door, and they're like, "Nah, yeah. there's nothing wrong with you." Yeah. Or just like take some painkillers and come back in a week if it's still if it yeah. still hurts or whatever else. Get and, the early appointment and be be amiable. Yeah. Be, be amiable even is yeah. the right word. Amiable. What's amiable? I don't know. Don't Made know. it up. That's yeah. something else. Be amiable and amiable. <laughs> and, yeah. Be both. <laughs> yeah. Just be whatever you need to be to you know just be polite in there and they'll help you more than if you're uh, aggressive and trying to push that. Cool mm. beans. Right. Next one. Oh, I got wrapped up in that one. I completely yeah, forgot about is. the questions. It's quite a deep one though, wasn't it? Yeah. Um favorite dc villain and why oh favorite dc villain that's a tough one because they're all represented so differently mm. i mean you immediately go to joker don't you because yeah. he's just so diabolically brilliant yeah i really like the kind of batman arkham Asylum, the the, the yeah, arkham a, game series yes uh joker is brilliant which is a very close representation of the comic book joker yeah, the Conqueror Joker, the thing is, is he's got a huge pain threshold. There's nothing superhero-like about him. He just doesn't, he just finds pain amusing. Yeah. Which is quite scary. Mm. It's, it's genuinely quite a, a psychologically effective character. Yeah. Um, so you've kind of got to go for Joker, but pulling up behind him, I kind of like the Penguin. Yeah. I like the theatrical, theatrics of the Penguin. Yeah. I like that. Cobblepot. Cobblepot, yeah. Cobblepot. Played by... Um, Danny DeVito in... Danny DeVito in the original, but now being played by um, the guy from Phone Booth and... Why can't I remember names? The Irish guy. Yeah, what's oh, his name? Um, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell is the penguin in the new one. Is he? Yes, mate. I'm so looking Damn. forward to it. So looking forward to it. An unattractive top movies for coming up. Top is gun. it going to be sexy penguin? Sexy Irish sexy penguin. penguin. Sexy Irish penguin. Sexy Irish penguin in the Batman. Yeah. Top Gun and the new Mission Impossible. Yeah. There's just oh and Dune. 
four great movies yeah, look forward to. I'm so excited for Dune. I think I said last time about that. Like, I, you tried to explain it to me the other day in like 20 minutes and you still haven't even scratched the surface. So. There is so much I think we're, to the series. You, like, you, we all need to prep for the Dune release. Yeah. This is not working, this hairy bubble thing. The the thing is like, a, like Star Wars took so much, like I'm not saying they copied, but they definitely lent so much from that. Oh, really? Um, and get like the, and it's great. Star Wars has turned out to be like really good. I'm not a massive fan of it. Latest Star Wars but... has more holes than Swiss cheese, and I don't even yeah. want to get into that. Yeah, do you know what I mean? But so like, it's, I think the, the originals were decent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the later ones again, they've been hit and miss. But yeah, they lent heavily from a lot of the stuff. And but yeah, if, I hope if they you do it justice. Yeah, I hope it's a three-hour movie. I think it's it's Denny Villeneuve. So it's going to be at least two to two and a half. But it the, the first the, half, the first it? book is spread over two films. So they're only at this first release. They haven't really talked about it because I suppose to the Have general they public. filmed them sequentially though? Please don't let um, them wait no. four years between. No, they haven't nine. because because of COVID. They're literally because they're the. It's, but they're going to afterwards. Hopefully, just film them back to back. I'm guessing they're waiting to see how it's going to do because they've just had a shitload of drama because they were gonna they were gonna release it directly to like straight to to home basically miss out the cinema HBO, yeah. um and then all of like all the actors like denny villeneuve the directors exactly. they all just kicked off the like, this was all filmed to be shown on cinema some this. films are cinema movies yeah and yeah. they need to be on a big screen they yeah. need to be and especially something like this because it's on such a grand scale yeah. and it's literally like intergalactic wars it's not like space yeah. battles but like you know, I you're traveling from multiple planets. There's gigantic, you know, monsters there, and just everything's on an epic scale. And yeah, it just needs to be seen. And especially, I think any Denny Villeneuve film, like you know what I mean, he's just like the new Blade Runner and stuff like that. It's so cinematic and beautifully filmed. Yeah, I hope it's more interesting. Yeah, like so that's definitely slow paced. And but either way, you can't say that that's not a beautiful, it's a beautiful movie, film yeah. to look at. Yeah. Um, so yeah, hopefully they've kind of they've got a lot of that but so much goes on in june to even try to even condensing that down to six hours over two films or five hours over two films that's still like they're still having to cram stuff in there and they will still have to cut stuff out so i don't think pacing is going to necessarily be an issue with it but i I trust him cool next one yeah what we get um future crew cast meet and greet turtle bay rum platter taster afternoon and then some uh, mate if that's the meet and greet just three of us can turn up i'll be happy for that one yeah get it in well we said we could do something at bcb we, so well like, we'll definitely i mean this is still new and we need to to really get it out there but once we do and we get we you know we've got a good regimental following and mm-hmm. everything's going on we can definitely do some stuff like that yeah definitely maybe. but it's early days for that yeah yeah it's yeah it's early days for that, yeah. But we'll, do, we'll do little things well you can just do like people don't give a fuck about meeting me but who want to meet they you will they so. will they'll be like i want to see the girth yeah yeah, I might not be guilty by that. But um, obviously, you know, I, I think it'd be a good idea for you to do a meet and greet. We'll do. We'll do some fun stuff some point. once we're free. Yeah, once yeah. Uh, once we're allowed back in the gym, I think that'll be quite cool. Yeah, definitely. Turtle bite. You know, actually, that was from that uh, Brett versus Godzilla guy. God, he's a and, uh, kid. I know. Yeah, he's always on it with the questions. He, it. he added me on instagram the other day and we'll then know went, when covid's over because he won't be able to ask as many questions i know he's back, he's back to work <laughs> he's just at home just like every question write that one down but Very uh cool. yeah he added me and i clicked onto his profile and he's got like if i remember right he had like a load of whiskeys and rums on his page oh, so i think perfect. he's like big into it perfect. as well so maybe he needs to start making some recommendations i've for had us. more people sending through pictures of all the rums and whiskeys they bought from the show which is very cool still <laughs> i appreciate those send more um Right, two and a half minutes. All right, what have we got? How to drink um, 
in moderate and how to prepare the body for a good time. All right. Okay. So you want to go out, go out drinking. We've covered that already. Yeah, have a look at the previous podcast. We talk about how to yeah. manage your food in time with going out. And it's just basically get all your fats and carbs in prior to going out and then just eat lean yeah, proteins afterwards. Okay. Um, what to snack on to stay in shape? Ooh, Fish good question. Do you know what? I, I was talking to someone the other day. Do you know what's a secret awesome thing? Rhubarb. It is 0.8 grams of carbohydrate per 100 grams. God damn. I love rhubarb. I love rhubarb. And you can stew it down. Yeah. You can add sweetener to it or real sugar or honey, whatever you want to sweeten it up. It's but you can basically put it on top of freaking anything and make it taste awesome. So my one of my things would be rhubarb and nuts. Yeah. My grandparents used to grow rhubarb in the back garden. I used to love that. Yeah, but fresh rhubarb. For me, now I'm going to take rhubarb. Yeah. Um, a cucumber. I used to like yeah, eat so much cucumber. It tastes like nothing to me. I like cucumber. It's refreshing and lovely, but yeah. it tastes like nothing. When I was dieting last time, I'd eat a whole cucumber a day just to like yeah. fill my stomach up but with The other one I don't agree with that you do like is sugar-free jelly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you uh, don't like that. I, it has weird. Anything with sugar-free, like aspartame, I, I can taste it. It's yeah. like chemicals to me. Um, what do I snack on? Well, I mean, I'm quite high fat, so one of my big snacks is hummus, and yeah. then I'll have hummus is good. Um, that was like always mine. Hummus with uh, basic, cucumber. Basic, well, yeah, hummus. You can have it with crackers. You know, with celery. I do like it with celery, or um, like you said, you know, uh, you can have it with your weird cucumber. I'd literally be there with like a whole cucumber and a part of hummus, and just like <laughs> <laughs> like something else. Not phallic at all. Yeah, I, just, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm just going for it. Yeah, and rice rice cakes. I know they're like so cliche, but yeah. like you can get some flavored rice cakes, relatively yeah. low yeah. calorie. Salt and vinegar ones are usually best bet. Yeah, and they taste lovely. I think, yeah. and yeah, they taste nice. And it's nice sweet yeah. or savory snack because you can get true. get them little snack jokes, aren't you, with the yeah. chocolate ones and stuff. We are so. full of wisdom. Yeah. Well, that's not too bad for a Wednesday. Yeah. You'll be hearing this on a Monday, so I hope you have a good week, guys. And um, hit us up uh, with more questions. And obviously, as always, oh, in the comments section, uh, leave your favorite insult for during your road rage antics yes there we go there yeah. we go your favorite it. thing to say to somebody when they've pissed you off on the road <laughs> yeah with that one we'll leave you with a toodle pip from me and a toodle pip from me toodle pip i hope you did because otherwise yeah, we're recording <laughs> we're still recording oh what was that on here that was me cracking yeah